missed you. It's been such a long time. I've missed you. It's been almost a month since we last recorded a podcast. You've had Courtney though. That's been that's been good. I, She's been good. I do have Courtney. Little trooper. Little trooper whooper. Cool. Um How have you been? <laughs> it sounds very redundant to say that. <laughs> no, I've been good. I mean work's been busy, but it's good busy. Um I'm enjoying my job. That's um good. which is nice. You went to London uh, Film else? Festival? I did go to London Film Festival, yeah. How was it? What did you see? So I saw two films. I saw Monsoon, which um, has got Henry Golding in it, which is, you know, know, everyone's favourite Asian boyfriend. Yes. Or just boyfriend. Doesn't even need the Asian. Doesn't even need the Asian. boyfriend. Um, And Parker Sawyers. I've not seen him in anything before, but he was really good. And it's directed by Hong Kao, who made Lilting, and I think Lilting premiered at the BFI LGBT Flair Festival in 2014. So very, Ooh. very cool. <clears throat> Sounds good. <laughs> I'm choking. And no, Monsoon was really good. So it was... It tells the story of Henry Golding's character, who is... who was born in Vietnam, and then his family moved um, to the UK during the kind of reunification period of the Vietnam War, and like... His parents okay. had passed and he'd come to sort of like, disc- it's almost a little Columbus in view. I don't know if anyone's seen Columbus, the John Cho Columbus film, that sort of idea of cultural displacement. And um, he, yeah, he plays a guy who's just trying to find his roots and trying to find out what, you know, life was like for his parents and how different life would have been like for him had he had stayed in Vietnam instead of moving out. And then he meets Parker Sawyer's character on the way, who it, like on the way of his travels and... Parker Sawyer is obviously, if you don't know this, a black man and this idea of being kind of a black man living in Asia, how he ended up there. Um, and his father fought in the Vietnam War. So it's it's very much about this sort of cultural displacement. I really enjoyed it. I thought it did a really good job at kind of lingering on things um, without being really, really slow. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was great. And It and sounds like it very thing. affected you. <laughs> it was, yeah. She's I, just looking up like, yeah, it was... It was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm like really thinking about it. Good. Um, so yeah, when it comes out, definitely go see that. And I also watched Burning Cane, which is directed by Philip Yeomans, who's 19 years old. Oh, yes. So this is the... Yeah, I remember you telling he me you were is, excited to see this. I know. He's like 19. So when he made this film, I imagine he was probably like 16, 17, because at one point he was talking about... And it was really refreshing because he came out at the end. And you know when directors talk about... Um, oh, they wanted to film with this particular actor, but this, you know, they were like, oh, my schedule meant that I was going to be in Los Angeles or Singapore or whatever. And he was talking about how he almost didn't get Wendell Pierce. And he said, you know, because it almost clashed with my school term. And I'm like, wow, that is so sweet. Like, you almost didn't make this film because it clashed with school. But yeah, he, um, it tells a story. It sort of takes the form of three or four different vignettes um, and is about kind of the relationship between black people in the deep south and religion and sort of that kind of interplay and how sometimes it's quite harmful and and the sort of it was very interesting it was super independent and it was a little bit what it was like one of those films where you have to really be watching it to understand what's going on Mm. um but i think it's going to be on netflix on november the 6th so if anyone's looking to watch something oh so this is one of those so I feel like there's a few films lately that are going to go to the festival routes and then they're going directly yes. on Netflix, which I know yeah. some are against, but I think it's quite good because it allows people to... I think so. You know, not everyone can go to the cinema, not everyone can afford the cinema, not everyone can get to no. a cinema that shows films like this that are so independent. Yeah. So that's exciting. I didn't realise. I'm really excited. Really exciting. 
But that's what I watched. Nice. That was good. And did you like the London Film Festival atmosphere? Like, you've been before, haven't you? I did, yeah. So I did enjoy it, because I, I... I love how different the crowd is. Yeah. Like, and it's not so... I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, film bro crowd, because you know how I feel about film bro crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, like, people from... Just, just from everywhere who really enjoy watching film. Like, that, it's, it, it's just really nice. And the cinema's really quiet. It's, like, I have such yeah. a thing about cinemas being loud, but it's just so quiet. It's funny because I engaged. feel like when you go to a festival, I mean, people go to the cinema all the time, there's always lots of people in the screen, but when you go to a festival, there's such an appreciation yeah. for film. And, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's lovely. I mean, I've... Like, the years I've been to London Film Festival, I always make mm-hmm. friends with people I sit next to because you just mm. get chatting. And even after the film ends, they're like, what did you think of that? And even though it's a complete stranger, like, that's normal. Yeah. If you and the Odeon on a Wednesday and someone said to you, <laughs> what did you think of that? You'd be like, get the fuck away from me, you freak. But yeah. it's um, it's good. I'm glad you had fun. I didn't make it this mm. year, but um, so, so London, the idea of going to London right now absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> I'm getting too used to this um, quiet northern countryside life but no it's good i'm glad um i didn't go and i haven't been to the mm-hmm. ci- well i haven't been to the cinema but i watched it to it too it chapter two. Oh yeah what did you yes. think well it was very bloody long wasn't it oh uh, it was long yeah i mean i think yeah. you could have read the book faster um <laughs> it, there were parts of it that were quite good i mean i like that the whole introduction of the characters and i do think the casting was fantastic um, mm-hmm. I think Bill Hader is a standout performance, but it just seemed very redundant. It didn't seem like we needed it. Mm, and I yeah, think um, I think Courtney you. touched on this in an early episode. The way they marketed it, it was like, it's going to end. You have to see. Like, we've been waiting for 20 years, and yeah. we weren't. We waited for two years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they could have done better. I know a lot of people weren't happy with it. Um, it was not scarier it was creepier i don't know there was more pennywise yes craziness going on i suppose yeah no i agree yeah but you know it's mm. done now i also rewatched jaws and scott never watched it before and he was very ah, impressed and i, I love i've jaws. also never seen it you've never seen it no oh, i've never seen jaws it's fantastic it is absolutely fantastic so i definitely recommend you to watch recommend that it. okay um we've got a lot of film news to cover lots mm, of films we do um yes yeah, so uh film and tv obviously so have you seen the trailer for a little show called high school musical the series so i've not seen the trailer but i think i know what so you go ahead talk about the trailer so the trailer is bizarre it looks like a film school student has made this and that's, that's <laughs> actually no that's offensive i'm gonna say an a level student a a a s level student AS, has made studies. this um it's crackers it's like it looks like a. it's for the youtube generation i think i don't right. know if that's a thing but it's been commissioned for a season two even though it's not even out yet so clearly disney are pumping a lot of energy into yeah it even, no it must be disney but yeah it's um basically it's set at the school where high school musical was filmed and the premise is the drama teacher or whatever has said i can't believe we've never made high school musical the musical at the school where they made high school musical and then you've got like so it's meta it's meta yeah so it's meta and there's a lot Ah, there's talking to the camera and there's like video diaries or something but yeah i don't know if they're breaking the fourth wall but it looks bonkers but obviously high school musical came out 13 years ago so the kind of the whole premise of disney disney productions has changed a lot since then but yeah i mean i 
for me, it's given me big Mean Girls 2 vibes. Okay, Mean Girls 2. Yeah, so I mean, which, I've, which I've never seen also, but I just kind of feel like it's, it's not wanted, but it's right. here. Yeah. So yeah, so there's that. I mean, this is part of the massive kind of the list that Disney Plus put out on Twitter mm-hmm. about all the things they're going to be showing. And some yeah. of the films that people put up, it just did look, it looked like they've been made up. I'm interested enough because it it's going to be meta, but I've not seen the trailer and it doesn't sound it sounds looks a bit sounds a bit corny. It does sound very very corny. Yeah. Um, another trailer we had was The Crown season three. Mm, yeah. What did you think? I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited. I love the show. I mean, like many people, I'm gonna miss Claire Foy. I think that Claire Foy was able to portray such a great vulnerability for mm. Elizabeth that we didn't really see mm. before. Um, I saw her on stage last week. I'm going to come back to that in a second because I need to know about that. Um, Olivia Colman's an incredible actress, so I'm excited to see what it is. I think this next season's going to be a lot about politics. I mean, I know that um, Margaret Thatcher's not yet in it. Um, They have shown behind-the-scenes images of Gillian Anderson, which just just still seems bizarre that she's going to play Margaret Thatcher. Um, (laughs) I feel like it's going to focus a lot on Prince Charles, the pressure, the um, Mm -hmm. expectations and things like that. Um, so that's going to be cool. I mean, I don't know. I love The Crown. I think it's funny. but it's not funny because obviously things going on in the press right now of Prince Andrew. Um, sure. You're just like, oh, they're going to show that in The Crown. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. No, I'm, re- I'm really excited. It should be, be good. good. So that's out in a few weeks. So that'll be something for us to look forward to. Um, there's also a new series on Netflix called Living With Yourself. And it features Paul Rudd. Have you seen anything regarding this? I've seen the trailer and it looks really cool, but I've not gotten around to seeing it yet. Yes. Have you? Have you seen it? No, no. We've um, so Scott and I have decided we're going to watch The Politician, right? And then we're going to watch Living with Yourself because we okay. we pre-planned these things because they're very exciting, like that you see. Um, yeah. So no, it looks really cool. <laughs> it's good to see Paul Rudd in a TV show as well. I think it's um, it looks nice. But on obviously this is on Netflix. On subjects mm. from Netflix. So yesterday. On Monday, whenever you're hearing this, Netflix said it would be taking on an additional $2 billion in debt to give them the edge over the entertainment industry. And analysts have said it's a wise investment. This is where I just think the world and credit is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, if analysts have said it, I know very little about investment, but that just, I don't even know what two billion looks like. So well, it's, it's crazy to me. It is. I mean, there were, someone did a graph on Twitter about like all the, well, the majority of the entertainment companies who are in debt and Disney are in a yeah. lot more debt than Netflix. But you just think you have some of the richest companies in the world, richest people in the world working with these organizations and they're in debt. It kind of makes you feel not so bad about your student debt. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. So true. There's just yeah. nothing. But, um, is that, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Netflix is needs to do think, that, or...? I think it's. it sounds like they're a little worried. With Definitely all of these by others. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, Disney Plus, and obviously you've got Apple TV, which apparently two seasons of that morning show cost them, like, $15 million or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the first two seasons of. So I think it it definitely feels like they're doing some... What's the word I'm looking for? They're just investing in their future to make sure that they're still big players. Relevant, in, yeah. Yeah, in however long 
Um, but yeah, I don't really know how I feel about it. I mean, if they stopped cancelling shows that I like, maybe I'd be more sympathetic. Tuka and Bertie and Bojack Horseman and, you know. Glow. Yeah, Glow, God. I think, um, I mean, I, when's the last time you heard someone say they're cancelling Netflix? I feel like any time a show gets cancelled, there are always tweets like, you're gone, Netflix. But I don't know how many of those people are actually doing no, it. No, that's absolutely rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Yeah. But not only, yeah. it's... Um, I don't think anyone's going to stop watching it, but I think the majority of the people who do invest in Netflix is because there is a show or two or three yeah. that they love that is a Netflix original. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if every single network is going to make their own streaming service that you pay for, Netflix are going yeah. to, of course, have to do their own original content because they're not going to have anything else to put out. Yeah. Or maybe they have to... I don't know what they're like internationally, but maybe they need to start rolling out sort of more comprehensive stuff internationally definitely i mean there's such big differences between what you can view on netflix uk and netflix us and netflix canada yeah. and netflix australia so yeah, yeah maybe think about that way um el camino is a netflix investment obviously this was a netflix film that they made which is all about um jesse um after breaking bad did you watch it no not yet i'm so no. behind have you seen it i've not seen it no but almost Everybody who I've t- spoken to that has seen it is very disappointed. Oh, okay, so I'm not going to run. No. I mean, okay. I feel like I'll Breaking it, Bad was I'm so not... long ago. Do I need to dig it back up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it did make me I laugh because just... I, I did see this article and it was like, why the stars of Breaking Bad look so different in El Camino? And someone oh, was I mean, like, duh. it's been four or five years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! So, yeah, I think it was mainly about Jesse Planet Plumens Plumens Plumens. Bless him. God, I didn't oh, say that Jesse very well Plemons. at all, did I? Plumens Plumens. Um, I tell you what, I also did watch this week. Um, mm. Batman Begins. Oh, did you? <laughs> which, bring, which brings me on to my next little tidbit. What do you think mm. of Zoe Kravitz being cast as Catwoman? I'm so excited. And furthermore, I, Paul Dano being cast yes. as the I Riddler. Yes, I mean, is a gold man. This film is like a... Did I say gold man? Because I really meant to say gold mine. Yeah. This film is a gold mine. It's like the indie Batman we really wanted a few years ago. Yes. I'm excited. I mean, you get people that are like, no, it's not... Christopher Nolan made the best Batman films. I mean, he did. I'm not saying that he didn't. Mm. But, you know, it's happening. People have to realise that this is a global organisation. They're going to make money. It's a cash cow. Yeah. We're going to have Batman films for my grandchildren, my grandchildren's grandchildren. Like, it's going to go on and on and on and on. I'm excited yeah. for this because it looks different. It's it not the same we've had before. And it's interesting casting choices. These are actors that are very, very good at betraying emotionally like they're not they're not big names are they really like i don't think no. like my mum would know who zoe kravitz is or paul dano no. but like the film people know who these people are yeah so and yeah and i don't understand this criticism about zoe kravitz being catwoman because she's not white or whatever because arthur kitt and halle berry have both played catwoman so people just need to relax do people still get pissy about that Yes, so, like, I've seen so many tweets, and people are like, she's not my Selena Kyle. Oh, my God. But, what? I mean, I'm not going to lie, when they cast Anne Hathaway, I wasn't happy, because I didn't think she was very good. And Mm. to this day, I don't think she was very good. 
in Catwoman. Can't forget about her. Yeah. But um, I think it's interesting. It's different. But this is a different Batman. This isn't yeah. Christopher Nolan's Batman. This isn't Ben Affleck's Batman. This is different. So I'm excited. I think... Mm, I mean, the same. main thing I'm just anxious about is I want to know what's happening. Is it going to fit in with Wonder Woman? Is it going to fit in with Justice League? Are we still getting the Flash film? Is this going to be... Is Walking yeah. Phoenix the Joker in this? Like... I'd like to know what's going on, but I think that's the whole aim of it. They're going to keep us guessing. I mean, someone did say to me, which was quite an interesting concept, that the reason why Wonder Woman is going to 1984 is that they're going to wipe out everything that happened in modern day Batman, Justice oh. League, Batman versus Superman. I thought, that's an interesting concept. They're oh, just going to forget that it happened. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, but obviously I'm excited for 1984 as well, so hopefully they'll link up but i think wonder woman is such a powerful franchise it could probably do its own thing i think so and steve trevor's back steve trevor um this week uh watchmen premiered Mm. on hbo it was the biggest season premiere since westworld so big news for hbo have you watched it I watched the first 10 minutes before work this morning and realised I didn't want to keep watching it in bits, so I'm going to watch it properly today. What did you think? Good plan. I liked it. I'm very confused, which doesn't okay. take a lot, um, just okay. because there's a lot going on, but I think it's a great opener. Loving Regina King. Loving oh her. She is Absolutely loving insane. it. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unravel, but I think it's, uh, it's brave. It's bold. It's different. It's mm. not like the film. No. And it's, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with it. They've invested a lot into it. Yeah. So. Like, isn't that opening scene um, a representation or a portrayal of, like, the... Is it the Tulsa race riots? I saw something like this on Twitter. Yes, yeah. That very, yeah. Which is, yeah. I remember, I, that's when I stopped it. And I was like, no, I need to come home and watch it properly. Like, you can't just be yeah. getting ready for work and watching it absentmindedly. So, no, I'm really excited. No, be good. I think it's fun to watch, definitely. I mean, HBO, you rarely go wrong, I think. Mm. Speaking about going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, me and Courtney touched on this in the last couple of episodes about Martin Scorsese and his yes. comments about Marvel films. I mean, I don't know about your opinion on this, but I just think that's his opinion. doesn't really mean much. Yeah. He's not going to make them. I don't think the fact yeah. that he doesn't like them is the fact that they're not good or bad or whatever. It's just yeah. one person's opinion. Um, but then Francis Ford Coppola's joined in. Mm. And he said, Marvel movies are despicable. Mm. Very strong opinions. <laughs> that is a very strong opinion. And I think very it's quite strong. rude. I mean, hello, you obviously haven't sat down and watched Winter Soldier. Yeah. Chill out, Francis. Chill out, Francis. And then Ken Loach has joined in. <laughs> <laughs> Who I so, forget about sometimes. I can forget. I, I saw I him trending today and I was like, oh, yeah, he's around. He's a new film out, doesn't he? So Ken yeah. Loach has joined in. He says that it's not about craft. It's not about filmmaking. It's just about money. But I, I generally don't think that these people realise that these films, there is a, there is, oh, I need to put my cup of tea down and tell you this properly. I know there is a big backlash out there for superhero films. I live with a person yeah. who feels that way. But for me, some of these films have a certain identity to them and a signature through the director and the writer and even the actress at times that actually are very good films. For mm. example, Captain America Winter Soldier is a brilliant film. The Russo Brothers did a fantastic job. If you took all the superhero elements out of that film and just made it a spy thriller, it would be a great film. 
Yep, I agree. I just think it's daft that we have to... Ant-Man! Funny film! Black Panther. Black Panther! Academy Award winning film! Literally! Literally! And I think what really bothers me is that... Because it reminds me of like being in high school and people be like, oh, you watch Jersey Shore and you watch The Hills. Like, and the, you know, there was always there was a stigma about reality TV. And I feel yeah, like there's that same the stigma students. with superhero movies. Like you're clearly like there's this there's this idea that because it's not high art or whatever, that it's reserved for people who don't understand yeah. hard hitting films. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I love The Winter Soldier and Moonlight is my favorite film that I have like the brain capacity to understand two very different things. Exactly, that I can enjoy variety, but that, like, I just don't understand why... I'm going to first names here, Martin, Francis and Ken, like, why are you guys getting so uptight? I mean, Just chill out. It's it's ridiculous. I don't see... I mean, yeah, people ask them to comment about it. It's ridiculous, but I just think there's such great... I mean, are you wiping off Wonder Woman there as well? Is Wonder Woman despicable and nonsense? Because Wonder Woman was the highest budget allowed for a female director in a long fucking time. So if you think mm-hmm. that's despicable, you mean mm. your own fucking daughter, Frances, is trying yeah. very hard to still make films yeah. with low budgets. Yes. I mean, she even said herself in an interview with Kirsten Dunst that the budget wasn't available for one project they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's poor. People are allowed to like different genres. You know, if you Literally. like horror, you're allowed to like comedy. If you like action, you're allowed to like melodrama if you like asian films you're allowed to like freaking the parent trap like yeah why are we suddenly having to pigeonhole people and their interests yeah. and it goes yeah. back to film school all these guys that you make fun of they're like oh fight climbers of film bro film and pulp fictions this you're doing exactly the same thing the same thing the same yeah. thing that they do so you're being very hypocritical and quite frankly i'm bored of it it's such a boring insult it really is yeah. marvel film yes. bros and it's quite sexist as well like women are allowed mm. to bloody like films women are allowed to make superhero films just shut the fuck and this whole business of oh my god all they do is make superhero films there's practically five out a year if that yeah compared to the other thousands of films that are out there. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to see them. When you go to the cinema, it isn't the only thing that's on. When you're on Netflix, it's not the only thing that's available to watch. So stop making such a massive argument over a genre that you do not like. Yeah. And quite frankly, if Timothée Chalamet was cast (laughs) in Ant-Man 3, you'd all be bending over backwards to lick his ass. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Mic drop. Boom. I'm not actually going to drop the mic because we can't, we can't afford that right now. Anyway, on to the top ten. Top ten. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. I am. Um, no. Obviously, I don't know if you heard, but a certain mm, film I did is hear. no longer in there. I did hear. I did hear. I whooped. Times are changing. And number ten, <laughs> it's Hustlers, which I've still not bloody seen. No, me neither. I've been slacking. Need to get on that. And number nine, it's Downton Abbey. Mm. you're not, not a fan not gonna see it i'm i'm not gonna run to see it i, I love how you say this it always makes me laugh <laughs> and number eight it's judy are you going to run to see this no i might skip though really 
I've been thinking about it only because people at work have been talking about wanting to watch it so I've been hearing a lot about it recently yeah it's kind of I feel like it went under the radar a little bit I don't know if it came out at the same bit. time as a few other film, films but yeah I do I do want to see it. I think it it reminds me a lot of Jackie that it kind does. of went under the radar a little bit but I do want to see yeah. it at number seven it's official secrets this is the Kira Knightley film that isn't a period drama I know it's amazing. I always have to double take when I see the poster on the tube, and I'm like, "Why is she not wearing a corset? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on?" Do, do you want to see this though? Because I think it looks very boring. <laughs> I wasn't gonna run to see it, but then I did just see Claire Foy and Matt Smith on stage. So I'm like, "Do I want to watch it for Matt Smith? Maybe." Oh yeah, he's in it, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry. And number six is Gemini Man. I literally only realised yesterday why it's called Gemini Man. Because Gemini 2, got yes. it, I see you. Um, <laughs> it's not been given very good reviews. No, no, which sucks. Because Ang Lee made, like, he made Brokeback Mountain. Like, what I happened? I just don't understand like, Ang Lee's filmography, ha- which you said before. It's just, oh, man. It's just bonkers. Uh, yeah. On the subject of Ang Lee, we played mm. um, Emoji Pictionary at my birthday party at the weekend. And yeah. one of the options was Brokeback Mountain. And so it was two um, emojis of men and then the love heart emoji, and then the mountain emoji. And right. someone said, two men love a hill. <laughs> no, I need that to be a movie. Mountain. That's amazing. I two men love a hill. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite great. Mm-hmm. Um, at number five, it's Abominable, which is about the snowman, I guess. It's that kid's film. Yeah, I can't pronounce that word. A bomb, a bomb, a bomb, abominable. I can't there do that. Abomin, 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 Mm. A Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> I know, it's so fantastic. funny. I mean, it's placed higher than Zombieland, oh. but I think that's because it's the only kids' film that's on the top ten this week. But yeah, yeah. Farmageddon, fantastic. Farmageddon. And number two... Oh, sorry, no, there is another kids' film. Well-ish. And number two is Maleficent, The Mistress of Evil. So obviously this is done better than Zombieland, which is a little bit concerning. Um, yeah. I... I kind of like the first Maleficent. I got a little bit bored. What did you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I watched it when it came on TV. I didn't go and see it, but it was fine. Didn't it was just it was average. Are you going to see? The but there's one? been a lot of hype around. There's been a lot of hype around this one. I don't know whether that's just because you know it's got Angelina Jolie and Elle Fanning and all these people in it, or if it's like I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a really good movie. I don't know if I'm going to go see it yet. I definitely won't see it at the cinema. Mm. I'll probably just watch it on television. Or Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Um, I'm just um, just looking at the reviews. Uh, the reviews have been okay. Um, okay. Nothing too amazing. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, isn't she? Yes. Oh, Michelle. I think she's the bad, bad guy. I'm not too sure. But yeah, there's a mm. fair yeah, there's a fair lot in there. Um, and number one is Joker. So the Joker's still doing really well to beat out all the new releases in the past week. So obviously mm. still up there, still causing controversy, still the highlight of many memes on the internet. 
So clearly, yeah. it's doing its job. Now, we've got a fair few upcoming releases to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, which makes sense. I'm just going to check on Kara because she's been too quiet for my liking. Sure. She's completely fine. She's just stretched out on the sofa asleep. What a gal. <laughs> she's just so big now. She's just like, no, Mom, I'm going to lay downstairs. Teenager. I feel like I could just pop, pop the TV up for her. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get my breath back because asthma is real. Whew. Okay, so new releases. I haven't had time to do any pre-work on this, so this is going to be, well, lazy. But <laughs> coming out on the 23rd, we have Terminator Dark Fate. So Sarah Connor and a hybrid cyborg human must protect a young girl from a newly modified liquid Terminator from the future. Now, this is... It's not a prequel, is it? It's a sequel, but I think it's, it's like, a sequel. Yeah, but like super later. Yeah, much later. And Linda much Hamilton's later. back. Linda Hamilton is back, which I think is really cool. I think it's fantastic. Mm. I love when actors come back and they're actually like the original actor. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. And Mackenzie Davies, who I love, is in this too. Mm. She plays Grace. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks quite interesting. I mean, I'm not really into the Terminator films. I know you don't really, really have to be to be like into it, but I don't. I think I've seen the first one. That's about it. Yeah, same. I think maybe the first, and I think I saw Genesis, but that was only because it was on ah. TV. Was Genesis the was... one with um, Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark. I remember mm. I think the last one I saw was Salvation, but that's only because Christian Bale was in it, and I really fancied him. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's by Tim Miller, who was the director of Deadpool. So oh, cool. it's yeah, it's an interesting choice I think for that. But yeah, it's mm. obviously gathered a lot of momentum because it's bringing back Linda Hamilton, um, Arnold mm. Schwarzenegger's back. So yeah, it's um, it's going to be quite a hit. Just another mm. kind of. Um, also out on Friday, the 25th, is The Addams Family. da 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 Are you like me, where you're kind of gutted this isn't a real-life version? Because the cast is banging. Yeah, because I would have loved... Oh, my God. Can you imagine Oscar Isaac as the actual, like, in... Re- Gourmet. Yeah. But, I mean, so Oscar Isaac is Gourmet. Charlize Theron is Morticia. Chloe Grace Moritz mm. is Wednesday. Finn Wolfhard is Pugsley. Nick Kroll. I don't know why I had just rolled my R. <laughs> what was that about? Nick, Nick Kroll. Nick, Nick Kroll. Kroll. <laughs> Nick Kroll. Oh, just take. I can't stop. <laughs> Nick Kroll. I think I've got something wrong with my tongue. Sorry. Nick Kroll is Uncle Fester. Uh, Snoop Dogg is Cousin It. Bette Midler is Grandma. Like, I think it's, it's brilliant. It's incredible. So yeah, Elsie Fisher's in it, who was in um, Grey Day. Yeah, I'm gutted that it's actually not a live version. So it, obviously it's a cartoon version. Um, yeah, I'm just really disappointed it's not real life. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> no. It hasn't been given very good ratings, though. Oh, man. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But it's got that weird animation. It's kind of like Frankenweenie. I love Frankenweenie. Oh, I love Frankenweenie. And Paranorman. And Paranorman. I might need to rewatch them because they're kind of Halloweeny films, aren't they? Love Paranorman. Yes, but I mean, it'd be nice to have another um, Adam's Family real film. Real yeah, film. I that agree. sounds so daft, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yes, that's out. Also out on the twenty fifth is Countdown. This stars your girl Elizabeth Lell, who we all know as. 
Guinevere from mm. You. It was called You, wasn't it? Yeah, it's called You. God, so long ago now, I can't remember. God, we'll have the season two of that soon, won't we? I know. Love so, Quinn. That's an Listen, so this is a horror. Listen to mm-hmm. this storyline breakdown. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. When a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict the moment a person will die, it tells her she only has three days to live. With the clock ticking and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. Oh, so it's like techie final destination. <laughs> That's a very good point. I like that. It's a very good description. <laughs> it's like techie final destination. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's from Justin Deck, who has um, this is his first um, feature film. He's done a lot of shorts in the past, um, okay, and worked on various productions and things like that. Um, but yeah, it stars Elizabeth Lau. Uh, let me just see, mm-hmm. does it start? Peter Fascinelli, as we all know, as the dad from Twilight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like your typical kind of cheap horror that comes out around, out around Halloween. So yeah. there's that. Uh, also out on Friday is Black and Blue. This stars Naomi Harris. I love her. And also, another guy you love, Frank Grillo. And everybody's favourite, Mona, Tyrese. Tyrese. <laughs> Love Tyrese. Um, oh, a rookie Tyrese. police officer in New Orleans has to balance her identity as a black woman with her role as a police officer when she witnesses other police officers committing murder. Um, it's been given terrible ratings. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it, it, it's awful. But, yeah, it looks quite interesting. Um, obviously, Rookie Cops is um, a big thing in America right now, so... Yeah. There's that. Okay. Also on Friday is The Beach Bum. Now, you probably heard about this earlier in the year. It was at a lot of festivals. It's by Harmony Corrine. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I, never, I think so. I'm not yeah. cool enough for that. It's a big cast. Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, Zac Efron, Jonah Hill. Um, the premise is a rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life Moondog. by his own rules. Uh, Moondog is played by Matthew McConaughey. Um, are you a fan of Harmony Corrine? 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 Did you like um, Spring Breakers? I did like Spring Breakers, but I'm not like... I mean, yeah, it was it was good. It was watchable. I'm not like a Harmony follower, mostly because for the longest time I thought Harmony Corrine was a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Weird, isn't it? But, um, it, interesting fact for you yeah, this is the second I mean, it, film of his to feature a high school musical person last time he had Vanessa Hardigans now he's got Zac Efron maybe next time ah, it's going to be Ashley Tisdale maybe he's making his way through the cast Courtney oh, really liked this okay. film um, oh nice so I'm going to give it a try um, it looks just looks mad and I, the Zachary Zachary where did that, where did that come Zachary. from Zach, Zach, Zach I can't speak Zachary it's Efron. just because a picture of Zach Efron's come on my screen and now I'm like flabbergasted um, Zach Makes Efron's sense. beard looks crazy and um, Martin Lawrence is also in the film as well so yeah there's that Friday Monos is out on a Monos. remote mountaintop, eight kids with guns watch over a hostage and a conscripted milk cow. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've got your attention. 
It did okay. quite well. It did quite well at a lot of festivals. It was at Berlin Festival, um, at Newport Beach Festival, Sydney Festival, Sundance Festival. It won the World Cinema Dramatic Special Award at Sundance. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's done quite well, but that's out on Friday. It's been rated quite high, so if you want something a little bit independent, a little bit different... Oh, nice. Something for you to go by there. Um, Talking also, about um, film festivals, actually, before I forget, yeah. guys, October mm-hmm. the 25th, I think it's October the 25th, The Last Black Man in San Francisco's out, and I went to watch that um, at like a special presentation. Go and watch The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's so good. It it tells a story. Excuse me, young like... lady. That is next on my list. You are jumping oh my God, is the it? schedule. I didn't, even see, I didn't even read it. You know what? You go ahead. You do your thing. Clearly, I'm boring you. Okay, we've got no, another film I just in. completely forgot. This poor ahead. film. This French film I'm about to... You've just completely... Poor okay. by the grace of God. <laughs> we'll do the French well, film. Well, nobody, nobody wants festival. to see this now because you've just told them all about The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Well, basically, you guys, you just have to go and see it when it comes out. It's so good. It's it's about gentrification. Um, oh, now I feel really bad. I can see Karis's face and she's not amused. <laughs> she go, She is not happy. Next on the list is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. <laughs> it's a really cool film about gentrification. And you should all go see it on Friday. <laughs> you should. You really should. You really should. I'm excited for this. It's by Joe Talbot. I'm, I am really excited for this, all jokes aside. Mm. Um, yeah, it was at London Film Festival. It was at Sundance Film Festival. It won the Directing Award. It won the Dramatic US category. It was nominated for the Drama Film and Grand Jury. It was nominated for First Feature Competition. Um, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. Cara's mm. even come up because she's excited for it too. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited to see this. So yeah, I completely agree with Naha. All jokes aside, if I'm ruining my schedule, so go see it. It's good. It's good. Um, and Finn Whitrock is in it. Oh yeah, from American Horror Story. That's the one. No. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's not been in anything else, I don't think. It's just American Horror Story and American Crime Story. I don't think I've actually ever seen him in anything else apart from Ryan Murphy mm. stuff. Oh, he's actually in Judy. Oh, cool. Well, there you That's go. Cool. Oh, he's also in If Bill Street Could Talk. Turns out he's in more things. I just clearly haven't ever looked. He's in If Bill Street Could Talk? <laughs> yeah, he plays Hayward. Oh, he was also in La La Land. I've completely messed this up. I'm oh, so wow. sorry, Finn. And do you know what? Now I think of it, he was in another film that came out a couple of, The Big Short. I don't remember. He was him also being, in Noah. Oh God, Just ignore everything I say on this podcast. Clearly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Finn Whitlock. I'm really, really, really sorry. Um, he's also 35. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, moving on to next week, uh, 28th of October, there's a film called Western Stars. This is a documentary. It is the live concert performance of Bruce Springsteen singing songs from his album Western Stars. I know a few people that like proper love Bruce Springsteen, like it's a cult. Yeah? Yeah. I, d- I mean, I know off his music, but obviously I'm not from that era. But yeah, there's some like cult-like following going on with Bruce Springsteen. So I wouldn't be surprised if this sold out really, really well. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah. On Halloween next week, we have Doctor Sleep. So this is based on the sequel to The Shining. 
Um, years following the events of The Shining, and now adult Dan Torrance meets a young girl with similar powers as his and tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knot, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. It's directed by Mike Flanagan, who you'll know mm-hmm. from a lot of um, horror films, such as, especially Netflix, The Haunting at Hill House, Gerald's Game, Hush. Um, so it's uh, Oculus. So there's a lot of um, lot of lot of good background work there for him. Obviously, it's a Stephen King novel. Um, mm. It looks interesting. Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Ewan McGregor. Um, I mean, are you a fan of Stephen King? Or are you a fan of The Shining? Yeah, no, yeah. So this is kind of where my horror begins and ends. I think <laughs> like I feel like, and maybe Jordan Peele. I mean, probably Jordan Peele too. But no, it looks really yeah. good. I'm really excited about it. I've not read this one, so I don't know anything about it. Um, but I'm not mad about that either because I feel like I always go into Stephen King's works or like adaptations, knowing what's going to happen. So no, I'm excited. That's good. Um, I'm, I feel like I need to... I think I'm wanting to read the book before I watch this, but <laughs> when's that going to happen? Um, so <laughs> I just realised that my Mac charger isn't working, which is basically a sum-up of my life right now. <laughs> Let me just double-check. I feel like Kara's probably chewed this somehow. Nope, that's broken. Oh, That'll be something else for me to sort oh, out. <laughs> Honestly, if someone wants to burn my house down right now, it probably oh, won't be the worst thing that happens to me. I'm going to knock on no. wood and say that to it back. Oh, car, I think someone's at the door. Sorry, I was knocking on wood. Come back. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I completely lost my house. I'm in a breakdown. Oh, I need doctor sleep. I need to sleep, I think. Um, yes, the doctor sleep is out. Moving on. Mm. <laughs> On the 1st of November, we've got After the Wedding. So this is about a manager of an orphanage in Kolkata travels to New York to meet a benefactor. It stars Michelle Williams, Julianne Moore, Billy Crudip. Um, It's directed by Bart... Why did I even begin saying this name? I was never going to get it. it. Is it Freundlich? Freundlich, yeah. He's Julianne Moore's husband. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it looks quite interesting. It's not had massive reviews, but it's not really played to a big audience. It's a drama. Um, I love Julianne Moore. I love Michelle Williams. So, yeah. What did you just say it was called? The Something Wedding? After the Wedding. Right, I'm going to Google this, because if it's set in India, I expect some brown people in this movie. (laughs) I expect some brown people. I'm going to get mad if... Oh, it doesn't seem to be don't be silly <laughs> oh my god it sounds I mean it sounds like a saviour movie I see one Is- Chinese guy <laughs> Isabel has de- dedicated her life to working with the children in an orphanage in Calcutta I mean that's how saviour movies start you know what no I'm there's literally judgment. no brown people in this film what the hell um mate <laughs> I mean I'm not shocked and I'm not surprised I'm just like really yeah why Bloody hell. Oh, God. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Well, now I'm not excited for it. <laughs> sorry. I feel Why like you I'm just sorry? I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry that we're so shit to your people. Yeah. We're, we're going to come make a film in your country. No, you can't be in it. What are you on about? No. No. Yeah. Don't be daft. Background. We want your culture, <laughs> but not you. 
<laughs> also out next week is Britney Runs a Marathon. I believe this mm. is actually going to be an Amazon um, Prime exclusive. So a young woman decides to make positive changes in her life by training for the New York City Marathon. Now it stars Gillian Bell and it looks hilarious. Um, have you seen anything regarding this? No, I've not. Sounds fun though. It does. It seems it seems quite funny. Gillian Bell, I think, great. I have not seen her in anything where she plays the lead, so I think this looks quite fun. Um, but yeah, it just looks like a silly kind of nonsense film. So hilariously, you guys, um, Karis is talking to herself right now. Because I was on the laptop and it just like randomly shut off. I've no idea what's... Oh, hold on. It's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. Okay. Haha. <laughs> I'm back. Hello. Are you alright? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what just happened. Clearly my sister's laptop is not it's my... It's alright. It's I... not my... So, also our next week is Sorry We Missed You, which is from our friend Ken. Ken! <laughs> so it's a Ken Loach film. Um, a hard-up delivery driver and his wife struggle to get by in modern-day England. So it's your typical Ken Loach film, working class, um, probably going to make you cry a lot. I did really like Hi, Daniel Blake. Yeah. So I probably will try and go and see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't recognise any of the names, so I think it's probably going to be British stars that maybe you probably recognise from bits and pieces but don't really know the name before, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hitchin is in it, but I don't recognise anything he's been in. Um, but yeah, so there's that next week. Um, will you see that? Yeah, I hope so. Hope I get around to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Blake didn't even show up here, and he was based in the northeast. Yeah. It was so bonkers. I only heard about it when everyone it started to like. It, I think it was nominated for almost everything at the Baptist, and I was like, "What is this film?" And then I went to watch it. I do laugh because I've just come across a review that says, sorry, I watched you. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, no. And finally, out next week, is The Aeronauts. So, pilot uh, Amelia (coughs) Wren... Oh, gosh, Cara. What was that about? Pilot Amelia Wren, played by Felicity Jones, and scientist James Glasher, played by Eddie Redmayne, find themselves in an epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a hot air balloon. So we're reunited with our Theory of Everything yeah. couple, which is quite cool. Um, it's directed by Tom Harper. Um, the rest of the cast, Himish Patel is in oh, this. Oh, get in, um, Himesh. Love Himesh. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Do you reckon you'll go see it? Um, I'd like to go and see it. I know it did really... I think it premiered at um, London Film Festival, and I feel like people I know who went to watch it really enjoyed it. Um, oh, apologies. It is... Amazon, it's going to be on Amazon oh, Prime. Oh, fun! So you yeah, don't have to go to then I will watch it. See, this is the thing. I like it. I think I'm glad that you can have the choice. Whether okay, we'll go to the cinema, or no, we can't go to the cinema because we have a baby, we have a puppy, yeah. we have money, or something like that. And you can see this film on Amazon Prime. It looks very. <gasps> Cara, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, we could be getting broken into, and I don't even oh, know. Man. She could be kind of protecting. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks. The, the steels that I've seen look very cool. The whole hot air balloon yeah. kind of thing. Um, but no, it's in, I like them too. I like Eddie Redmayne and I like Felicity Jones. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see that. But there's a fair chunk of films coming out in the next couple of yeah. weeks. But I forget that this we are now going into what is known as award, award season, season. So things are really going to try and amp up. Yeah. Um, I'm barely... I mean, the, I'm barely like... I don't even... Like, I'm so far behind as far as watching films go. Oh, me, me yeah. too. I mean, the only thing I think that I'd like to catch up on at this point would be Hustlers. Yes. 
I think that's about it, really. I can't think. But it just blows my mind that we'll be doing, like, a 2019 review soon mm, of the whole year. I know. I feel, I feel like I've hardly seen anything. It's it's quite crackers, actually. I mean, is there anything coming out for the rest of the year that you're looking forward to? Um, do I even know what's coming out the rest of the year? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, obviously. That's out in December. Is that this year? December, yeah. Gosh. Definitely excited about that Rise of Skywalker business. I loved what Oscar Isaac had to say about sitting in the Millennium Falcon and not fitting in because he quotes, he has ethnic hips, and I was like, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was just like, the thread was just like consecutive gifts of his butt, and I was like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad <laughs> I'm not about, about it. it. Um, but yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to as far as tv shows go though i'm really looking forward to the morning show because i'm such a sucker for newsroom style tv like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do are you gonna subscribe to apple tv are you gonna do the one week trial trial probably oh yeah obviously cheapskate i'm saying yeah fully (laughs) don't i don't i'm i'm looking forward to um i'm looking forward to the irishman Mm. or irishman um, obviously, that's going to be a Netflix, so again, don't have to leave the house. Yeah. Win-win. Uh, I'm looking forward to Marriage Story, oh, uh, yeah. which is also a Netflix. Adam Driver, my favourite yeah, Asian. Like, I'm excited for that. Um, and then, obviously, you've got all the Christmas films. Yeah. So you've got Last Christmas, which yes. is um, obviously the Paul Feig film. Emma Thompson wrote it, Emily, Amelia Clark, Henry Golden, Michelle Yeoh. So I'm excited for that. There's... Um, Charlie's Angels, but I don't think I'm excited. I feel like I'm just curious. Yeah, same. You know? I have a weird I, relationship. I'm Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yes. Is that Le Mans 66? Is that the same film? Yeah, I'm so confused. Like, have they, have they renamed it in I England? don't know, because when it was playing at London Film Festival, it was still Le Mans 66. Yeah. So I'm confused. Because I saw a, a trailer popped up on TV the other day, and it said Le Mans 66, but then a poster said Ford versus Ferrari. So I was like... What what is going on? Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Don't get it. Um, but yeah, I I I, I don't know. Um, but there's a few other bits and pieces coming up. Um, Honey Boy is an Amazon Studios film. Uh, mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf has wrote the screenplay, and it stars uh, Lucas Hedges, Shia LaBeouf, and FKA Twigs. So that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a Netflix Christmas film called Claws, and. It stars J.K. Simmons, Jason Schwartzman, and Rashida Jones. So that seems interesting. Okay, definitely different. Yeah, there's some weird, weird, weird things going on. Frozen 2 um, is coming out. Um, one thing I'm really excited about mm-hmm. is Knives Out. Yes. This looks really, really good. looks I really mean, good. The cast looks fantastic, so I'm really excited for that. But there, other than that, I'm, I'm just looking through here... Um, the Black Christmas remake is coming. Mm. Uncut Gems, the A24 film with the Safdie brothers and Adam Sandler. Yeah. That seems to have gotten quite good reviews. Um, Little Woman, I know you're excited for that. Uh-uh. And then, obviously, you got Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, that film is going to scar me forever. But um, I'm curious enough that I want to see it. It comes out just before Christmas, so you could have your christmas ruined Eve celebration i could have my christmas ruined <laughs> and be traumatized 
<laughs> cats. So yeah, it's there's a fair few things coming up. I mean, Sam Mendes nineteen um, nineteen seventeen is um, coming out soon as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are you guys excited for? Let us know um, what films you're excited for for the rest of the year. We've got two and a bit months left. Yeah, it's going to be one year that I've been on this podcast next month. No way. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Well, we have got a very exciting episode for you next. Obviously, this is episode forty nine. Episode 50, which sounds crazy, we've done 50 episodes mm-hmm. of this. Episode 50 is a Rian Pitcher's birthday special, so we're turning six next month. And we're going to have on the show a lot of people from Rian Pitchers. Yeah. It's going to be wild. We're all going to be talking over each other and arguing and all sorts of stuff. But yes, tune in for that as we're going to go through the history of Rian Pitchers. God, that sounds quite boring, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, it will be fun, I promise. No, it'll be good, it'll be good. Yeah, you'll hear some behind the scenes, um, secrets, info, funny stories, um, shitty things we've had to encounter. Mm. It's going to be a laugh. So hopefully you can all tune in for that. And thank you for listening to us because we're now on Spotify. Spotify. Very excited about this. <laughs> How excited. It's so good. I've had so many people say to me, I'm so glad you're on Spotify because yeah. I hate Apple Podcasts. None of my <laughs> friends can make excuses now. Apart from if Jack, Jack, if you're listening he's only listening to episode 20 like he started like right from the beginning so i don't know when he's gonna get here but really oh grateful jack. jack i'm so sorry because some of the early episodes are very bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's not said anything i think i think in some of them i full-on cried just about how crap my life oh, was mate. at that point <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for listening as always um remember you can review on spotify and uh, i'm just gonna keep throwing that out there <laughs> um and apple podcasts um rate us uh, retweet us it all helps we've had lots of really good feedback about the podcast recently so we're definitely reaching out to more of an audience which feels great for us because we do this for fun and it also keeps us sane because yeah, yeah it just keeps it keeps sane, us sane yeah until next time bye bye